Oh, fuck. <laughs> oh, no. Yes, it's on tape. Oh, no. Yes. Hi, Gregory. Oh, Did you catch no. that as well? Oh, my God. Soy sauce all over me. <laughs> Uh, I'll be right David. back. Yeah, oh, I was like, David, you gotta go take a little break, perfect. don't you? <laughs> oh my god, that could not have been better timing. Welcome to Four Seasons of the Funeral, the podcast I host with two assholes, one of whom spilled soy sauce on him just before this recording started. The one who spilled soy sauce is David, and the one who's an asshole is Nick. We're talking about Season 4, Episode 2 of Fringe, One Night in October. So, hi, I'm, I guess, the only asshole, despite you claiming that there were two assholes at the start. David's the asshole who spilled soy sauce on himself. Yeah, you're, just, the, I'm you're just, just an the, asshole. Well, no, no, not an asshole, the asshole. Um, I'll accept that, this. Hey, Nick is hey, the I'm asshole, the... capital T, like t- uh, title case, and I'm just an asshole who spills soy sauce on himself. I thought I was the pedantic one. Don't steal my thing. Uh, hey, David, remember that? Remember that project that we did? Oh yes, and when our team name was pe- pedant, pedant or something. <laughs> no, it was Pedantech. Um, oh yeah, oh yeah, because <laughs> we're good at puns. Oh, that was beautiful. Um, yeah, I, I spilled soy sauce on myself. <laughs> we started recording. That's what David's been doing for a full week. <laughs> there was a um, loud crash and David went, oh god, oh no, I spilled soy sauce everywhere. <laughs> well, no, I expect that to be the cold open uh, of this episode. <laughs> Probably it's just, just... Be going, oh, okay, and then clatter and me going, oh, fuck, oh no. <laughs> And then be just going, hi, Gregory, and then just the start of the, and then just the, the intro. The intro music into Charlie's intro. Yeah, probably. <laughs> oh, God. I think that's the most panicked I've ever heard you sound. That's not true. That's not true at all. It was also the same tone of voice that I used when I accidentally dropped a sushi roll, um, spicy mayo side up at sushi last night. It oh, fell, yeah, you guys went to it sushi. fell, and I just went, oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> How was that? I was I so was full. Yeah, you monsters going to all you can eat sushi two weeks in a row. Hey, for two, myself two. and my girlfriend, it was two weeks in a row. For Nick and his girlfriend, it's been many more. Yeah, because they're monsters. <laughs> Just go to regular it's... sushi. Stop going to all you can eat. Hey, we were going with someone who had not been to all you can eat sushi in almost a year, um, and they well, yeah, ordered but... ten. Um, teriyaki eels it did not get ten teriyaki ter- salmons. or teriyaki salmons did not get ten teriyaki salmons. So they how were many, ten again. Um, how many did he get? Maybe six. <laughs> oh. I, we were we were starting like we were trying to decide what number they were going to give based on the number of people at the table because no one else had ordered them. But it's like, all right, that's like two a person because there were five of us there. That that's almost reasonable. Um. <laughs> But no, they disagreed. I got good-sized pork katsu this time, though, which was nice. Until the second order came and I went, I can't eat this. Oh, no. <laughs> I ate almost all of it, except for one piece. Which my girlfriend went, I don't, know if, girlfriend. I don't know if I'll like this. And I went, it's deep-fried pork. Of course you'll like it. 
who doesn't like deep fried pork. Now eat it. Um. Yeah. No, That's basically been my week. With it bookended by sushi. Yeah, I'm trying I to think of anything. Well, I guess technically, yeah, I went over last weekend and hung yeah. out with you guys for my birthday celebration. That was yeah, nice. That was fun. We discovered a new trash television show on Netflix that's amazing, and oh I need nine more seasons of God. right now. If you haven't, and you love like, if you if you liked like Love Island or Love Is Blind, but thought there was too much drama in it, go watch Sexy Beasts. They cater to your foot fetish. I was arguing yes. with one of my guild members <laughs> that. <laughs> That too hot to handle is more trashy than sexy beasts. Uh, it is. Sexy beast knows what it is. Too hot to handle so pretends they kept, like they're doing. They something. were saying that too hot to handle was less trashy, and I'm like, you're crazy. <laughs> too hot to handle's the the no sex one, right? Yes, it's the you can't have sex. Yeah, this one's just wear like masks and shit to dates. And they're yeah, high just, quality. They're real good masks. Like, this is some furry level shit that they're wearing. Oh, no, 100%. Ex- except for the dolphin lady. Oh, God, the dolphin lady. <laughs> <laughs> that will I'm haunt so me in my nightmares. Seen exactly zero of these episodes. Oh, you hey, watch if, it, you're, if, you're into this, if you're into this shit, also have an edible before you start watching it. <laughs> oh. It really makes the dolphin person that much more terrifying. Yeah. Um, yeah, the dolphin person will haunt me. I am so glad that I have absolutely no uh, <laughs> no need to watch this. Oh, but you do. You really do, I and don't. that's me saying this, Nick. And I don't have to listen to you, Charlie. It's a beautiful thing. Well, fuck you, too. He's got a point there. <laughs> <laughs> um. So, yeah, I guess that's all we've been up to. Uh, I, yeah, I got basically all my results, so now it's just writing. Like, mm-hmm. I have like one last thing with results that I like need to do, which is always terrifying because one last thing is all, is never one last thing, but supposedly it's one last thing. Um, I mean, it's a terrible think, one last thing, but it's happening. I think you need to say that as a Chinese uncle to his nephew Jackie Chan. One more thing. <laughs> David's the only one who could say it like that. <laughs> Had to wait for it. Oh man, that was a great cartoon. Jackie Chan Adventures. <laughs> uh, maybe that'll be the next show. That you watch <laughs> with your girlfriend? Oh, or no, that, that we do? Yeah. Does that does that have five seasons? I swear it only has like four or something. And it does fall off, to be fair. No, it has five seasons. <gasps> wait, really? Ninety-five episodes. Oh, maybe, maybe we'll have to do some sort of like uh, we'll probably we should do like amiibo betting or something to figure out <laughs> yeah, what we'll, show we're we'll, doing we'll, next. We'll figure we'll figure out what we're doing next at some point. It'll be great. <laughs> we'll toss some hats in the ring. Um, in the meantime, TV Guide or does anyone else have updates of their boring, boring lives they'd like to share to no one? Yeah. Yes, you have an update. For your boring, boring life. <laughs> yes to TV guide. <laughs> okay. The fringe team works together when a serial killer from quote unquote over there builds an impressive body count, but the case takes an interesting turn after the murderer's alternate identity, 
quote-unquote overhear a forensic psychologist is brought into the investigation, which opens up the possibility of transporting civilians from one universe to the other. Did they have a fucking word count to make up this week on TV Guide or something? Did they also like, have a com account? Because there's like 15 of them in here. <laughs> this is like the what? longest TV Guide we've had in a while. That is one sentence. Is it though, or is it four commas that pretend to be a sentence? I mean, four commas That's... can make up a sentence. It's grammatically yeah, messy, but... Uh, yeah. At least My it's brain's not, not working today, guys. I don't know why. <laughs> At least it's not German it's where you be, can just chain be. adjectives together. Uh, but yeah, um, shall, shall we just hop into the episode then? Okay, Sean Connery. <laughs> <laughs> my favorite, my favorite Sean Connery role is from Highlander, where he still has a Scottish accent and he's an immortal and he's training a dude in the Scottish Highlands, and he's dressed like like a a Spaniard, and the guy's like, "Ah, oh, shut up, you stupid Spaniard!" And he's like, "I'm not Spanish." I'm Egyptian. <laughs> Wait, what? Yeah, they, they made him Egyptian, but he sounds like Sean Connery. He learned mm. he learned English in Scotland, obviously. <laughs> Isn't it there is, that thing with um with uh? Who is that is... how accents work? I don't think yeah. that's how accents. Okay, that's a hundred percent how accents look work. My uh, one of my cousins speaks with an Australian accent when she speaks in English because that's she learned English in Australia. Huh. It is I'm just one too of my stupid at, at languages. One of my absolute um, favorite movie clips of Sean Connery. Wasn't there some kind of like rumor or like a story about what, who's the Russian um like the Russian uh leader? Um, Vladimir Putin? Putin? No, the like Cold War era. Um, um Gorbachev? birthmark uh, it might be him there was some sort of like soviet era leader who apparently had an irish accent when speaking in english because he only had irish tutors for english interesting (laughs) and he never spoke english in public he only like did it to like some reporters and they were like yeah i just had an interview with the russian leader and he had an irish accent and i'm i'm so confused apparently it was lenin Okay, yeah. Interesting. <laughs> it was just a bunch of reporters going, I need to go reevaluate my entire life because Lennon had an Irish accent. <laughs> yeah, apparently a huh. bunch of people were thrown off when Vladimir Lenin <laughs> had an Irish accent. Yep. <laughs> All right. That's how accents okay. work. Yeah, I just, I just don't know accents well enough. Um. Anyhow. We don't care about accents. We care about this dude who is shakily looking at a picture of his son in his wallet. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it could be his son. Could also be, like, himself as a kid. Who I knows? mean, he also Who would a have a, of a picture cl- of themselves in their wallet, Nick? Also, a what color... What kind of a psychopath are you? <laughs> a color photograph of a man his age in his wallet in good condition of him holding a turtle? A photo in his wallet of him as a six-year-old holding a large turtle reminds him of the joy he and his brothers brought his mother on a camping trip in the mountains. That's that's insane. Who would have that? <laughs> that man deserves to die, <laughs> and I'm glad what happens to him. 
Audience, if you have pictures of yourself as a kid in your own wallet, don't write in. Just stop listening. <laughs> don't be a David. part of our community. <laughs> we don't want you. David, we you don't only represent have David. Us. We only have like six people. That's not it, cool. And I, if they have pictures of themselves as a kid, I don't want them to be in that six people. I mean, to be fair, this is also a guy who let himself get kidnapped and had uh Fucking... Whoa, whoa, let himself get uh, kidnapped? Uh, and victim let's... blaming, my favorite thing. Let's not victim blame him. He, was he deserves to die. Asking because he... <laughs> he deserves to die because of the picture, but let's not victim blame him. He had a convenient port in the back of his head for this man to inject cooling <laughs> material into. Do you think he uh, already yes. had the port? <laughs> My, my favorite thing, my favorite casual thing to do, um, okay. just okay, shave, okay. A, shave a he's hole a, into he's my a skull. Huge, okay. He's a huge Matrix fan. If he already had the port, then yes, sure, we can victim blame him. I'm fine with that. If he was walking around with a port to his brain, just casually, then yes, I think that's where the man got the idea from. Yeah, but the dude's like, oh, my childhood was friendly, but now that I'm an adult, I miss my mommy. And his abductor's like, nope, be happy, bitch. And then freezes him to death. Well, we later well, find no, out the... it's um, cerebrum hyp- hypothermia or something is what they say kill him. So it's, yeah, I think the, it's the, literally the just... The brain go freeze. I think he's pumping like coolant into oh, his no, brain. He, he 100% is. And I think yeah. have you ever have you ever heard of overclocking and you know <laughs> yeah. zero degree overclocking? That's what he's doing to his brain right here. You know how you water cool um, a computer? Imagine doing that to your brain. I mean, you kind of do. Our entire bodies are kind of water cooled, just with blood. Uh, is that water cooled or water heated? Both water regulated. I I, I uh... firmly I would firmly argue that that is water heated. Um, I mean, it's also and cool. the water cooling occurs on the surface. Um, hmm, I don't know enough about this to argue with you. We are a fluid temperature regulated system. You're right, but most of that temperature regulation that the blood does is to keep us is to keep us warm, and then our skin does the cooling thing by existing. Um, and then when we need to extra cool, then we do the water cooling by releasing sweat. Have you ever thought about how much, like, how much gunk your body makes? And how many different kinds of just, like, shit comes out of your body? Like, sweat, like, earwax, and, like, uh, like, saliva, and, dead like, skin. boogers, dead skin, like, hair, nails, just, like, a bunch of gunk. Com- We're just gunk machines. Wait, are you calling hair gunk? Yeah, when it, when it like, falls out and shit, that's just gunk. You're never going to find a hair and go like, oh, yay, I found a hair. I'm so excited. No, true. it's garbage. That's not true. There are, I, I might not ever think that. I, think, I promise you there are I people I think that every, do. like, 13 um, to 14-year-old boy has been like, oh, my God, a hair. <laughs> I mean, more like find a hair, like, just on the ground, like, in the living room or something. Like, that's never exciting. I don't think there's a single, like, gunk piece of the human body that you would just find somewhere and go, yay! I think Unless you need to talk freak. to uh, Unless you're a freak and you know who it comes from, then yes. But I don't, if you don't know where it comes from, then it's never an exciting thing to find. Uh, I feel David, like you could say that about a lot of things, people. though. 
even the freaky enough people, I don't think they'd be excited about a random booger. Like, if they maybe knew where it came from or who it came from, then hey, yeah. If you but have just a booger fetish, email David at forstaff at gmail.com. Even people with booger fetishes, I don't think it's a rant. Like, I think it's the fact that it comes from, like, a pretty lady or a pretty man that excites people. I don't think just finding it without any of the context is exciting. <laughs> who knows? You should have been um, a psych Anyways, major. we are getting insanely off topic already. <laughs> um... <laughs> Do we do we know that the serial killer is like experiencing the emotions of his victims yet? Um, uh, no, it just it just looks lied? like he's getting off a little bit by it. Um, yeah, it looks like he's getting off, but I think it's heavily implied just because it is fringe. Like yeah. <laughs> if you have yeah, a person and, asking people to describe their emotions strongly, it, uh, yeah. he's probably feeling them. And the dude's got well, like so the important the important thing to note is that I don't like. We, we don't see that he's hooked up to it as well in this opening shot. Um, what I what like I was thinking is happening is like, oh yeah, he's definitely you know like draining some brain juice or something, trying trying to get something out there. Um, but they show you all the machines instead. Yeah, and the they the victim has like a tear rolling down his cheek, and then it freezes as he freezes. And then we hop into piss universe in our cold open. Yeah, we are back in piss universe. Not a not a bad cold open. Not the best one. Mm-hmm. Definitely There's like no a what the fuck scream. Uh. Yeah, I re- second time seeing it. Still don't like the new color for the opening. Still no. not a fan. <laughs> no, it's a. Uh, it's. I wonder if uh. they wanted it to be like the amber color. They but definitely did. I think that's amber the intention. or like gold is the the vibes I would aim for. But I just keep getting pissed, and it's not good. <laughs> Would still like to say you guys probably should go to a doctor if you're. Have you never color. seen? It's not just our piss we're talking about. Piss in general is that color, like like not the, a, the universal the, color of piss is about that color. Yeah, like, like universally red tinged into it. Is this where you Wait. find out Nick's colorblind? <laughs> There's no red tinge. Okay, the final scene, sure, right at the center you've got some white and some yellow, but as it moves out, it gets decidedly more red. <laughs> I wouldn't say that's red, I would just say that's dark, like, yellow or amber color. Mm. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Hold on, I'm gonna, I'm gonna teardrop, or dropper this in his paint real quick. <laughs> I'm gonna get the fucking, <laughs> gonna the fucking get the RGB values, you motherfucker. Oh no, not like this. <laughs> yes, like this. You make me do this. <laughs> Anyways, yeah, back we're back in our you know, in the mixed universe. Uh I think we're brought straight into Walter, Walter having an episode. Lab. Yeah. Uh, well, it, yeah, Walter's, uh, anything that's reflective he is no longer allowed to be visible. Yeah, um, so he's not being happy, he's complaining about the man he keeps seeing, who's Peter. Um, and... Well, he's mostly complaining about, um, how terrible the other universe is to, uh, our oh, new yes. agent, Lincoln. He is trying to um, indoctrinate Lincoln against the other universe. He's he's doing his best to make sure that there is, uh, inter-universal hate. Uh, yeah. happening and interesting interesting changes here that we can see from the lack of peter 
in that um, Olivia still was kidnapped. They were still swapped for some reason. Um, and Folivia instead just made real good friends with, with Walter. Well, no, and then stole a piece of the machine. Uh, yes. Yes, yes, yes. So, so she did that part of the mission, and that was it. Uh. Yeah, which is weird. And then also, then they still got Olivia back somehow. They did. I guess um, I guess in this universe what would have happened was Folivia would have got her hands on the part of the machine and then just dipped. And that would have clued French team into hey, there's something wrong. So, so Yeah, there's there's a little bit of weirdness. We're assuming that they still travel over to the other side at the end of season two. Um For what purpose though? Exactly. Like why are they jumping to the other universe for no reason? Oh, yes. Uh, that by, is not red at all. By dude. CMYK, this is 70% yellow. Where is your red? Where did you where did you grab that from? <laughs> oh my god. This is this is okay. Charlie, <laughs> anyway, we need, Charlie, we need you is, to take a screenshot the of the opening and then do color swatches of <laughs> <laughs> at three random points to prove that this is yellow. <laughs> That's where I took it from. Okay, that part is yellow. I will give you that. That's I'm the whole about- fucking screen! What do no. you mean? That's the color across the entire opening, you madman! Col- that's every color! What do you mean? <laughs> that's Nick, just above where it says Nick, psychometry, viral therapy, checked. and ethereal plane. One second. Let me... Goddamn eyes check. <laughs> Go and book a meeting with your automatrist right goddamn now. This just reminds me in first year, we would occasionally, for some reason, several times, get into arguments about what color something was. We would ask one of our roommates and he would go, Guys... We're, I'm colorblind. You know this. <laughs> Guys, for the ninth time, I'm colorblind. Where are you sampling that from? The fucking corner where it fades to black? Yeah, no shit, it gets red as it fades. Yeah, that's the that's... fade to black. That's not, that doesn't fucking count. <laughs> oh, that's, that's, that's what I keep seeing every hey, time Nick, you guys are fucking. You want to see some, you want to see something the color black? Close your goddamn eyes. Because <laughs> apparently that's what we're doing. Oh, look, everything's black now. Bang. Solved it. Oh, man, I can't... Man, I wish my waveforms were clearer. I can't see with my eyes closed. (laughs) (coughs) So angry now. (laughs) All I'm saying is, uh, that's where I keep looking whenever you guys are like, it's all yellow, and I'm like, it's not, though. Sorry, let me rephrase. The majority of that intro is piss yellow. <laughs> Not all except. Oh, God. God. Now now I'm angry. <laughs> yeah, you should be. All right. <laughs> Not as angry as Walter gotten... at fucking mirrored surfaces, though. Exactly. He's yada, every... yada, yada. He's angry. Lincoln's at here. He's at the team. Olivia walks in. He's like, what's Lincoln doing here? Oh, Lincoln has no friends. But doesn't he seem cute? 
even though he has no friends, and that's a red flag. But don't worry about that. He seems cute. Olivia's like, fuck that. We're, if we start dating, I'm going to second guess it. Then things are going to get awkward because you don't eat where you shit. Um, so you don't date your coworkers because you're forced to see them regardless if you Wait, stop eating. Wait, is that the saying? Yeah, I don't thought eat it where was you shit. I thought it was always don't shit where you eat. Yeah. I All feel right. like both would count. They're the same saying. No more Googling. <laughs> No, because <laughs> you shouldn't you... shit where you eat or eat where you shit. But I think it's supposed to be like you shouldn't shit where it... you receive something. Like you shouldn't. It... And you shouldn't eat where you deposit things either. <laughs> it, it isn't. It is in fact, I don't shit where I eat. Because um... I think don't... that's supposed to imply like, hey, look, you're getting food. You have a job. Don't start fucking your boss. It's not like, hey, you're fucking this lady. Don't saying don't shit where you eat or eat where you shit means like, hey, you're fucking this person. Don't get a job underneath them months into the relationship. <laughs> don't don't do that either. Yes, I'm not saying that, I'm not saying you should do that. Significantly less likely. But I'm saying the order in this does matter. I don't think it does because the meaning, right. the intent behind the idiom still holds true. All right, now that we've gotten extremely argumentative, um, <laughs> this is hey, going to be you. such a go long goddamn episode if we're this riled up. Ugh. I blame Nick for not agreeing <laughs> that that's pissed colored. This is all Nick's fault. Okay, whatever you say. <laughs> Person who say brain no work and also put soy sauce on pant. It wasn't on purpose. <laughs> I wasn't like, man, my pants aren't dark enough. I can't close my eyes, so I'll dye them with soy sauce, I guess. Easy solution. Easy solution. Hey, my pants look awfully red. I should make them black. <laughs> oh, fuck. Yeah, so Olivia's like, no, Astrid, I'm not going to marry Lincoln just because he could be the father of my children, even though if he's not actually the father of my children. No, this Lincoln isn't creepy. This so, we have so, to be so, nice so, to this Lincoln. No, no, no. We have to no, no, be no, no, nice no, no. to this Lincoln. No, no, no. He's fucking his dead his partner's wife. Died. He is the real okay. child. He is the real father of those children. His Charlie, gay lover Charlie, died. Charlie, Charlie. <laughs> we we can't be we can't be upset at this Lincoln. We can be upset at this Astrid though, because this Astrid is being creepy. Um, <laughs> that's true. That's that's who we could be upset at. Uh, <laughs> And we can be thankful that Burles calls and is like, Olivia, stop flirting in the workplace. <laughs> Don't eat where you stop shit. Flirting. <laughs> I, do, I do really like the statement of... I do really like the statement from, uh, from Olivia who's like, yeah, no, he's not my type. And um, Astrid's, type, Astrid's just like, yeah, no, are you sure that your type just doesn't exist? Ooh. <laughs> Look, they're just going to slide these things in until Peter might come back, maybe. Just like how Olivia wants to slide into Peter's DMs. Hey! <laughs> Were DMs really I was worried that was going to get more vulgar, and I was afraid. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think DMs direct messages existed at that point. Twitter was around, just wasn't huge yet. Good. Facebook we, was also around. Can we go back in time? <laughs> Charlie, that means we have to relive all of the bullshit. Um, yeah, but we can buy Bitcoin. <laughs> you can. If you bought it in 2011, goddamn. Uh, can, we, 
that is the we can all buy Bitcoin and then we can all buy GameStop in five <laughs> years when it crashes to a couple of cents a stock. Uh beautiful plays. Beautiful plays. <laughs> we can all retire at like twenty-four. No, if you if you bought Bitcoin in 2011, you could have uh, like an, an insane amount of it. You could have retired in. Uh, you know, if you like, bought Bitcoin in 2011, you, university. you could become a millionaire. Then buy a whole bunch of Chinese-made phones, rebrand them to say they're security enforced and will never censor you, and call them the Freedom Phone. <laughs> but I mean, that's a real thing that happens. Answer. Look it up. It's fucking wild. Maybe he's a time traveler. <laughs> Maybe he is. Maybe he's gonna. Sense. Maybe he's gonna make fucking bank on these phones, and then he's gonna move to another project and make bank. If he does, he's a time traveler, and we must find and well, kill him. Or he sees oh, no, the we easy don't find rift and kill on him. We invest in his next project. <laughs> if, he, if he makes money off of this, we invest in the next project, right? Like whatever he does, you just invest in it. He's a time traveler. Yeah, I guess. I and mean... then that's the self self fulfilling prophecy of everyone's like, holy shit, this guy makes the right calls, and the only reason why he's making the right calls is because he's making them. Isn't that what happened to that like what what was the woman's name who was running that huge scam company? Um, Gwyneth Paltrow. And... No, this was another one. People were like calling her the next Steve Jobs and shit. And then it came out that everything her company was promising was a scam. And then she disappeared with a fuck ton of money. Um, There's so many, David. Like... I was going to say Candace Owens, <laughs> but she's still around. No, but yeah, she's, she's different. That's a different, that's a different <laughs> can of worms. All right. Anyway. Oprah? No, not Oprah, because she's not, she's completely off the grid. Like, he, that's why you probably did, never heard of her. Uh, like she Elizabeth Holmes. Maybe? There's a couple of documentaries out about her. Um, the CEO just interesting. of Theranos, her one more thing. That sounds familiar. I think that's it. Because she was being and then like. The SEC hit her with charges for fraud. Yeah, she was being hailed as, like, the next big tech CEO. Like, she would replace Steve Jobs or Bill Gates. And then it's like, oh, no, it's a scam. It's all a scam. Oh, okay. All right. Anyways, Olivia is called in by Broyles um, and is like, yep, take a look at these 23 grisly murders. Um, and Olivia's like, goddamn, how'd they keep this out of the news? Uh, and Broyles is like, oh, don't worry. They didn't. This is from over there. Not our um, news. Ooh. Um, and essentially, Broyles is like, yeah, they want us to consult um, our version of their serial killer because they have an idea of who it is at this point, right? Like, they've ID'd the dude? Well, so they we don't learn that here. Now now it's, all right, let's go talk to them. Um, oh, they okay. want us to consult on this case. Um, oh, okay. and, and we we get our fancy um, going to the other universe uh, clean room. Yeah. So they're just, so this season, they're just going all in on the inter universe shit, which I am down for. There's also like, this an is... odd, can I just say, there's an odd amount of Dutch tilt in this scene with Olivia a, and Folivia. It's supposed to be off putting, which is what do Dutch tilt is supposed no, to represent. I right? know, but like, it's on a wide shot, which seems weird because it just makes the whole room look like it's not level. Like, usually. You like to see Dutch Tilt reserved for like close-up shots where it's like the character realizes something is off and they're unbalanced, but all the close-ups are level. It's the wide that's tilted. And it, um, it's weird. 
Well, I think do, is that, do you think that... it's to distract from the fact that the second person probably isn't Olivia because we never see their face at the same time as Olivia there? Uh... Well, also, I think that tracks because none of the characters are unbalanced, but the room certainly is because the room is crisscrossed between dimensions. That's fair. And also, there's two of the same person in it. Yeah, so like none of the characters are uncomfortable. Well, they're uncomfortable with the situation, but they're not like confused or unbalanced. But the room itself is. So yeah. Um. But yeah, we um we get to go meet Folivia, uh, and Folivia brings them up to speed, and it's like, yep, nope, this guy um got away with absolutely no traces until this last one where he found a single hair. And look, David, someone was excited to find a random hair. Uh, <laughs> this is ex- this is not the same circumstance. <laughs> <laughs> really? Because it sounds like a bunch of people found a random hair somewhere and went, "Oh my god, a hair! I'm so happy!" Yeah, but we they knew exactly—they knew exactly what the context of the hair was and who it came from. So no, that's why they, they were excited. They... Yeah, they knew it was from the killer. That's why they checked it out. They knew it could be from. The anyways, killer. anyways, that's still context. I, I just, I... That's still context. Right. I have. I have goofed. I tried. I tried to rile people up, and we're too riled. <laughs> yeah, you uh, it fucking worked, Nick. <laughs> I'm gonna drive to your house and punch you. Uh, anyways, um, expect <laughs> me after this recording. Oh, I look forward to it. Oh yeah, the serial killer has like an IQ of two twenty. They say. Yes. Right? No. This. This. This this man is uh, is very smart. Uh, yep, he's not but, he's not so smart that he can only talk to computers. Damn he's it! Still fuck very you. smart. <laughs> I knew exactly where you were going, it's Charlie. Fucking get fucked. Joke. Get fucked. Uh, anyways, we we got we got a smart man. Um, but um, as it turns out, uh, on our side, um, he's just a professor. It's fine. He's not a serial killer. Um, sorry, what's his profession? And, oh, uh, you know, a professor. You said it weird. You did say I it did. weird. I did say it weird. <laughs> you said professor. Anyway. <laughs> okay, guys, we gotta, we gotta tone it down yep. a little. We can't be this combative the entire recording. Can't we? It's okay. We're, we're, we're mirroring how upset <laughs> Olivia and Folivia are with each other through this through this medium yeah um, um they're basically essentially it comes down to we've figured out who it is we want you to we want to interview the other side's version of them uh because we think that that's our best bet in order to uh figure out what this dude's is. mo and uh where he's hiding yeah we um, want to use him as a profiler for mm-hmm. himself um, um and we, we it's we, we do get, get a little sorry. bit here that i thought that was interesting that we should highlight is that they mentioned that they already ran it through their broils which was our first yes, hint that broils, that broils isn't dead because uh, I, be, because reasons what so that one's that one is even more confusing because how did olivia escape nothing to do with peter how, how did, did olivia, olivia escape, escape? <laughs> how did how did olivia escape with her brain securely in her body um uh. Because the the entire point last time was, yep, Olivia's um, coming back, uh, and uh, we're just gonna take out her brain um, because we can study this. Though, all right, maybe let's, she let's had more this. determination to get back. Like she, she didn't um, have the attachment so, of Peter 
there, so maybe her. But the true entire reason. Sur- no, no, no. I know. Maybe the her true memory she... surfaced differently, and she really wanted to get back. But the to entire her reason her Astrid. true memories. The entire reason so... her true memories resurfaced is because of Peter. That's so how. Can, no, can that's how extend, her we... her subconscious manifested as Peter. Can oh, can, okay. can we instead can we instead offer up the solution of um she didn't actually like she didn't actually have any subconscious manifest in this uh in this world uh Olivia uh because there was no Peter around um and because uh like our Olivia never actually went over to the other side and did any um sort of weirdness there um completed her mission and was set to come back um at which point the other universe went. Let's not let's not start a war with the other side where we kill like where we're killing one of them off. Let's at least show something and did essentially a prisoner exchange back. But the war's um, already that, started. Being like, Walter is the, full the on. Already, this is the war. war's already started. Let's not provoke them further. But um, they've already right killed now. Charlie at this point. Like. Don't forget that they got shapeshifters on the other side. Shapeshifters have already have already killed Charlie, and um, also but, like, hundreds of other people on on our side. Like the that's... but the the question is: Do so? I'm guessing that they still know that Olivia went through the Cortexa fan trials because we're still operating under the assumption that that occurred. Um, There's too many unknowns yeah. at this point. There's there's a lot of unknown, unknowns. Um, there's another statement that occurs a little bit later on in this episode that's also super important. I thought um, yeah. that we'll get to in a bit. <laughs> yeah, but anyhow, um, but they yeah. they go to the, uh, I guess, blue universe's version of the serial killer. They're like, hey, we need you to profile someone, but it's top secret, so we have a drug for you to take that'll knock you out. And he's like, oh man, my entire career's been leading up to this. Sure. And then drinks it down. And I really wanted Olivia to go, we were supposed to inject you with that. <laughs> no, no, no. He was expecting the injection. He like rolls up his sleeve and is like ready for it. And the, the guy just hands him a little thing to drink. Uh. <laughs> Which was also piss colored, if I do say so myself. <laughs> it was. <laughs> that was dehydrated piss colored. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> uh, but hey, um, let's just hop over to them preparing um, the the guys the guy's house so that there's nothing none of his photos around. Uh, yeah, so he doesn't come into the house and go, "Wait, what the fuck? That's me." I go, "All right, where are the cameras? This is this is obviously an elaborate prank." <laughs> <laughs> and we get the great scene of Folivia having put on a wig and dressed up like Olivia. So that she can fill him in on details of the case without being like, why are you a redhead all of a sudden? And they do a really nice, like, you can still tell who's who's because our Olivia tucks her hair behind her ears and wears it all straight. And faux Olivia has it kind of like wavy and wild. And she's like, wavy button your shirt, you're whore. Yeah. <laughs> well, also, button your jacket and then doesn't recommend her to button her top button as well. <laughs> Just... Which I thought was funny because she's just uh, Olivia, just like very rumpled shirt, like looking like she doesn't give a shit compared to Olivia, who's like in a nicely pressed suit jacket. Dark colors. Well, they've done their best. They've done their best here to like once again continue to show the like vast differences between our Olivia and theirs of how carefree um, Olivia is. Um, Which I think we later learn on why. Because yes, we do. Yes, <laughs> which is a big thing. That was that was the statement I was talking about. Yeah. David. Uh, um, 
but yeah, uh, Full Olivia and the R's version of the serial killer. What's his name, by the way? So we don't just keep referring to him as serial um, killer. Professor John McLennan. Lewis McLennan. Okay, McLennan um, and Full Olivia are investigating the room. McLennan's doing this whole profiling thing where he's talking about stuff. And he also seems to be getting really sad as he does. If, I don't know if you picked that up, but he's like saying like, oh, he just feels so lonely. He doesn't know what to do. And he looks so sad as he's saying this yeah. stuff. Because I think it's, we do, we, it's coming home we to do him, get inter- which makes sense. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. We do also get interspliced with this. The um, uh, our, our next our next victim um, at the gas station where gas is 99 cents a gallon. God damn. Uh, oh, I thought they did an amazing um, bait and switch with this uh with the gas station scene because it's just focused on like the 12 year old girl who's <laughs> like I, yeah it's a mother and a daughter get out and the daughter's like can i go wipe the windshield the mom's like yeah i guess and it cuts to her like wiping the windshield and cuts to the serial killer just watching them <laughs> and it's like oh no he's gonna get the kid he's gonna get the kid uh Ugh. but yeah so but they're he- they're investigating the area um the house and eventually they come to a room full of photos um, and stuff. And uh, Man, th- you guys are missing You guys are missing a lot of scenes. There is another one what that is, we've missed. What is you guys? Uh, this we- is David. Don't drag me into this. I'm trying Charlie, to compensate for the fact. Recently? I'm trying to compensate for the fact that we spent 20 minutes arguing. <laughs> That's fair. Um, basically, this, just, just, just real quick uh, to bring it in. Um, Walter's going slowly insane during this episode. Um and that's that's basically all that's happening. He's trying to create um, the old uh, what is it THX commercials where a dude's sitting in an armchair with a martini and he turns on his stereo and it blasts his tie backwards. The martini slowly goes back and then he catches it because he's just sitting in front of a wall of speakers. It is it is an entire wall of speakers. <laughs> but yeah, he's super freaked out about the man in the mirror. And yeah, he's like he's gonna come and kill me. Nastard's like, what the fuck are you talking about? You're fine. Or I don't know, I didn't watch the scene. <laughs> if you guys want to hop in and fill in these gaps at any point. Nah, nah, nah. You, you, you nailed the scene, Charlie. Well done. All right, David. <laughs> so Under they're the in the professor. room. They're in the room full of pictures. And the professor pulls out a picture that was hidden sort of behind a bunch of other ones. And he, like, is freaking the fuck out because he's like, why did he have this? Why do you have this? What's going on? This is my father. What the fuck is happening here? This is, this is so not okay. Um, I'm out of here. And Fulvia storms it. Yeah, Fulvia panics like a bitch. <laughs> Doesn't do anything. And he's like, I'm done. I'm coming out of here. And Olivia, who's been listening on this entire time of um, other Lincoln is like uh okay um yeah i gotta go stop him now and Lincoln's like wait wait and she's like dude it's already the jig's up like he's figured something out (laughs) and uh they essentially uh professor comes outside sees olivia looks back sees full olivia then looks and turns and sees a giant pile of amber (laughs) and goes where where am i what the fuck is happening (laughs) This is this is not okay. Um, there are two of you. That that should not exist over there. Um, like you could be twins, but definitely yeah. the amber. The amber's not okay. I think that's what sets them off. Really, I I think that if you have like I don't I don't think that you have a single FBI agent go drug you, and then if you see an exact replica of them, um, 
Okay, yeah, but your first thought would be twins. Like, that's your first thought, because you're a rational person. And so that should be I your guess. first rational thought. And then you see a giant, massive statue of Amber, or like giant, and then you go, oh, something's wrong here. Like, what the fuck's happening? Some, something's not okay. Yeah. We also get scenes of the uh, serial killer at the gas station watching the young girl go into the bathroom. And you're like, oh, no, he's going to go kidnap her. But that's when you realize, nope, he's actually targeting the mom because they do like a, they watch his head turn and then focuses on the mom. And he's like, time to go kidnap your mother. Yep. Um, Listen, she has to have more happy memories than this child. I think she's, that's she's that's lived the, more life. I think that's the thought process, though. To be fair, that, like I that think is that's one hundred percent the thought process. <laughs> I think yeah, a hundred percent. What's going on there? Girl comes out of the the bathroom and mom's not at the minivan. Boo hoo! Got to go drive home. <laughs> also, I feel like this guy. I feel like this guy. Like from what we learn of um the from the professor, I think this guy probably has enough of like a conscience or like an aversion to like kidnapping and murdering children. Um, given that he, like, they would have stated that if any of the previous 20, like, 23 yeah. victims had been children, um, I, they would have I don't, highlighted that. I don't think it's a conscious thing. I think it's an efficiency thing. I it think he's not well going after children because they don't have as many good memories, and he wants good memories. They, they, they may have a lot of good memories, but they, the, the, like, an adult should have all of those plus probably some good ones later on in life as well. Yeah, I, I don't so think it's out of I, compassion or in aversion. Ideally, I think he it's... should be going and robbing senior citizens. Um, like, going and killing senior citizens. <laughs> I think but their memories aren't quickly. as fresh. They're, he wants fresh memories. Ah, you're looking for this happy median. Uh. Of really happy memories but f- that are fresh. Which is, yeah, I think, like, 40-ish to 50-ish, that's the range you gotta aim for. <laughs> Depends on how fresh you're going. Uh. Um, but yeah, the woman, the woman's been kidnapped, and we are sort of while this is happening, because that scene's so interspersed with this. Um, Olivia has sat down the professor and explained, "Hey, other universes, um, this universe isn't like our universe. Sometimes decisions change how things go or how people act. Like, there's a copy of you, but he's not exactly you. Um, he's also a serial killer. I'm trying to track him down, but you know, that's that's why we need your help. That's what we need to do." Oh, and the, the dude's like, oh, yeah, no, I completely understand. I might also be a serial killer if I wanted to. Yeah, basically. He's like, yeah. I've had all these thoughts. Um, I'm definitely a psychopath, but I had a really good influence on me, essentially. You, that... you ever see the show Dexter? <laughs> I, I'm Dexter. That, no. That's me. That's who I am. <laughs> um, so I went into studying uh, psychopaths and criminals instead of acting on the urges to try and understand myself and also try to help people which is I mean this dude has done basically everything right for his situation I think like yes like because there is think... there is something to say about that there is like some sort of chemical imbalance or some kind of like thing that people's brains can do where they can be complete like they can be like this like this is i think a well-studied thing where you can have people that lack empathy or have these psychopathic urges and they can't control it like it's not something they want to do it's just who they are so kudos to him for funneling it into something productive yeah no this is uh 
I think this is a lot of just what makes this episode, like, what makes me slightly uncomfortable in this episode <laughs> is them, like, showing the parallels between the two. Yeah, this um, one gets a little bit too real. <laughs> <laughs> um, and yeah, this is where, yeah, he explains how he has these psychopathic urges and it stems from the abuse he had as a child from his father. Um, and he had a very, like, what's the word he used? There's, Violent so, upbringing? So the, or like... So, so no, the, the, way, the way that it's stated is that his father saw the darkness within him um, and used a heavy hand to try and curb that darkness. Yeah. Which seems Which like is, some editorializing from this dude. So, it, it does bring up the question of um, what was there before and what was caused by the abuse. Because while there is definitely, it's, it's a chicken and the egg sort of feels no. like terrifying scenario. I, I don't know. Uh, I feel like this is him trying to rationalize his father's actions later in life. Like, tried to not make his father as a bad person is what it seems like to possible. me. It definitely seems like this it was just caused by the abuse. And this is him later on trying to rationalize it as like a sort of like as victim blaming, essentially, is, is yeah. what's going on here. Like a little bit of self victim blaming. Um, yeah, no, I, will, I won't disagree with that. That's for sure. But it's <laughs> it's just it's uncomfortable. It's uncomfortable uh, and too real. Yeah, <laughs> it's and uh, Olivia does her best to um, to try and relate to him by being mm-hmm. like, yeah, I, I do, in fact, know how you feel. Um, I, I had a stepfather who uh, was also abusive. Yeah, um, and this is this is I think one of the weirdly darkly funny scenes for me because we have Olivia in the background when Olivia says this, and she just gets a look on her face like, "Wait, what the fuck?" <laughs> it's that part is particularly done well because that does not need to be in the scene. No, uh, and it's they just really did being... lead to bring Anna Torv to stand in the background, someone read lines on set, and have her react like that. <laughs> I think it's really good it's, though because it's Olivia it going. Holy shit. Wait, what? <laughs> Cuz I think we get later on that yeah, Olivia did not have the same experience. Yeah. Which is um, yeah. yeah, this is it's oh god, it's this 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 scene it it hurts. Um but uh we find out that there is um there is another uh there's another victim. Um, someone else has been taken from a gas station, uh, and um, fortunately, they've got Big Brother surveillance over there, um, so they were able to find find his image at the gas station pretty quickly. Um, is it Big Brother and... in this universe, or is it Step Bro? Oh God! Do you think, or do you think 1984 with Step Bro is watching? I I really hope. I not. hope not. I really hope not. <laughs> That's my head cannon. <laughs> oh, jeez. Um, but yeah, the, so uh, Olivia and Folivia and Lincoln are talking about this, and then they go back to get, like, get um, prof- the professor because the professor has agreed to help them. And the worst FBI guard in the world has just let him go off to the bathroom by himself, and he has sprinted out of that open window in the bathroom. Like, don't even have a guy on the other side of the window. Don't even be like, yeah, you can pee, but door open. Like, no, you can be in there unsupervised for as long as you need. You potential um. serial killer. <laughs> Not even that. You're just like other universe visitor. Like, come on. <laughs> That's also fair. Um, but then they are like, oh, no, what's that going on? And Olivia's like, I know where he's gone. He's obviously gone to try and stop 
the other version of himself. So let's try our best to track him down and find him. Um, and then what? Do we cut straight to Fringe Division and we get to see um, other Broyles is alive and fully bodied? Yes. Yes, that is that is exactly what we get up next. Yeah. Um, we get we get a Broyles um, who is slightly pissed off. Uh, <laughs> He's like, "How could you let um, this happen? Jesus Christ!" Lincoln's this, trying to take this... the blame to be a complete simp to Olivia. <laughs> um, <laughs> Broyles is like, "The computer says it'll take us thirteen hours before we can find him." And Astrid's like, "My name is Astrid, and not the computer." But yeah, thirteen <laughs> hours. <laughs> Yeah, I I was really expecting like our Olivia at this point to kind of go. You guys realize there's a thing called computers. You don't have to do that to people. And they're like, she's uh, better than a computer. You well, literally no, at which at which point Olivia goes. At which point the, the line that Olivia gives of she processes more data in an hour than you, than you or I will in a lifetime would have been perfect. Which also whoa <laughs> bullshit. First of all, a lifetime really. <laughs> Also, I'm sure there are computers that can also do that. Yeah. Why don't you get that computer that's talking to that really smart man? <laughs> well, that computer can't talk to people. He can, that computer can only talk to the really smart man. <laughs> that, that computer had to build itself another AI to talk to after the really smart man died because it could only speak to itself for a while and it needed something else. Uh. Also, we, we found out what they're saying. You don't want to know. It's really horny. <laughs> Somehow, all of the time. Um, but yeah, uh, so yeah, we do get a little conversation where they're trying to track the track the man down. Um, Astrid's like, "Oh, there's all these possibilities. There's like a forty six point blah chance that he will try to steal one, a show me or something." And they're going off to go do their sort of like uh, calculations to figure out where he could be. And Olivia is talking with Olivia, and Olivia's like. Oh, yeah, but uh, there was that photo that he took with him. Um, he was on a tractor that had, uh, like, a tractor. We can track him down using the tractor, right? And Fully was like, what are you talking about? That's stupid. Uh, just leave Astrid to do her work. There's nothing that we can do. We're all terrible agents that only rely on Astrid. And Olivia's like, <laughs> it's... Olivia's like uh, I love this scene so much. <laughs> you know, there were commercial plates on that tractor, and she just recites what they are. And Olivia's like, damn, you are good at your job. I was like, God this, damn, I, I am. Love, I love that this scene is literally just, yep, um, the, uh, Olivia's good at her job. The entire Red Universe is bad at theirs. Well, it's just um, Olivia is better than the Red Universe, essentially. At least Astrid's pulling her weight over on the Red Universe side, but literally no one else is. Literally the rest of Red Team sucks at investigating because they just rely on Astrid. Exactly. Why would you do anything else? Yeah. So yeah, they very easily find the location of the farm thanks to those uh, commercial plates that Olivia used her uh, eidetic memory to find. But um, they're going to be the second people to find the serial killer because hey, he found himself. Yep. In just a very as, literal way. <laughs> just as serial killer uh, professor was um, shaving the head and about to cut into it. So good timing, I guess. Uh, unfortunately, unlike the last dude, um, this woman hadn't made a convenient already hole in her skull for the, uh... Yeah, for, for the coolant juice, so he has to make the, the incision. Um, but... uh, I wouldn't call that an incision, David. That's a drill. Yeah, uh, yeah. it's not okay. 
Um, but serial killer dude is is reasonably freaked out. He rushes to uh, a lockbox, and our professor just goes, "Hey, you're gonna reach for the uh, what is it? Point ten caliber silver gun, for, like silver Colt forty five or something." Yeah, like um, that. Our dad always had locked in that case, and he's like, "Wait, how do you know that?" And he's like, I, "It's because I'm you." You and Whoa. I, I am, thou are I, and I are thou, persona, no, no, no. that he, kind of he stuff. Looks, <laughs> he, he looks at serial killer McLennan and goes, there's always more than one of a thing. <laughs> and then we card cut. On this night in October, and he just looks the camera. <laughs> Fuck, what's the soccer meme? Um, but can he do it on like a cold night in Stoke or something? <laughs> oh, I don't know. I don't know soccer memes. Yeah. Ah. Uh, Anyways, there's a soccer meme about cold night in insert English city here. Um, <laughs> um, uh, where are we in this episode now? Uh, um, we've just had the big reveal. Um, yeah, there's serial two of them, killer knocks out uh, our professor and is like, "I'm just gonna do it on this guy because if he's me, well, no, maybe well, he no. has good memories." First, they have first they have the discussion of. Um, him being of our professor being like listen uh, i know what's different um i remember when we were 10 going to the state fair um and our dad finding the box of dead things um at the same time um and discussing exactly where things went different because um serial killer mclennan um hid behind a wagon wheel and didn't run um and his dad uh dragged him um and dragged him back home and beat him straight for three days. Jesus. Um, yes. Yeah. It was, it was yep. fucked. Uh, Meanwhile, the professor ran the, away and found a woman named Marjorie who took him in and told him how to not be a psychopath. Basically, yes. yeah. We get even later on, we see a scene where she finds the box of dead things and she's just like, okay, this is not okay. Uh, you're not okay. Here, have a hug. Let me hug the killer out of you. <laughs> yeah, this, as as I was saying, this entire episode just just just, just makes me not feel okay. Uh, Remember, kids, hugs not it. hugs not drugs. Hugs not dead pugs. Um. Oh, I mean, <laughs> drugs if they're medically medically prescribed to you by a psychologist. Take your drugs. <laughs> yeah, yes. then, yeah, and take them, please. <laughs> hugs are not enough. Sometimes, sometimes you need drugs. <laughs> hugs, hugs not drugs, except when the drugs stop the dead pugs. <laughs> <laughs> one dead pug in october you big lug <laughs> but yeah the professor's like i can do the same for you you just have to step into the light and the serial killer's like yeah how about you step into this fucking tin can bitch and then it hits <laughs> him over the head and is like, oh, if you had good memories that made you not a serial killer, I can suck them out of you with my blue juice. I'll become a good person. Ha ha ha. <laughs> and then I'll yeah. suddenly have morals. It's the perfect plan. Because <laughs> he, we get it revealed to us at this point. Like we understood that he was looking for happy memories, but we sort of get it at this point that like he's trying not to be a serial killer. Um, by killing people a in a serial kid. fashion by, yeah. <laughs> he's trying he's trying his best to not be a serial his killer. best is pretty fucking good shit memories. his best is terrible and he should stop 
don't worry, David, that'll happen soon. Uh, <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> oh. Um, but instead, let's let's get the scene that David and I have hinted at like five times this episode. Yeah, it's Olivia um, and Olivia in a car. They're driving to the uh to the farm that they've tracked down using the commercial plates. And Olivia's like, so abusive stepfather, eh? You had a stepdad. Yeah, that's crazy. <laughs> um, yeah, so, like, what, what happened to him or something? And Olivia just very deadpan goes, oh, I killed him. <laughs> Which, that, that is also significant because yeah. she did not kill him in a previous timeline. Yeah, Ooh. so previous timeline, do we think the tulip thing never happened with her and Peter, like, A hundred percent, the white tulip thing didn't happen. So um, instead, And Walter she... wasn't grieving at the time. So instead, she just went home and killed her stepfather with well, pyrokinesis well, no. powers. So, oh no! Well, I think no. I so think what, she shoots. What happened him. was, yeah, she I shoots think... him in the chest once. Oh um, right, because she mentions that later. Like, that's that's yeah, something she, that still happens. She shoots him. Yeah, she he he was going like he was he was going to like go and like beat her, but like she was very worried about what was going to happen. Yeah, took took found her found her dad her stepdad's shotgun, shot him in the chest. And then he looked her in the eyes and told her, do it. Um, and she put down the gun at that point. In this mm-hmm. universe, she didn't put down the gun at that point, is what's being stated here. Okay, 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 okay. Interesting. She, she fired the second shot. Um, she ended him. She, she, she... Yes. Okay. Which also means that, that that entire like episode in season one where we have grumpy Olivia, um, that, that episode didn't occur. Uh, <laughs> yeah, Olivia is just jazzed on her birthday. She has nothing to feel bad about. They're like, Olivia, you always go to the shooting range on your birthday. Why? And she's like, no reason. Olivia is one of those girls who celebrates a birthday month. <laughs> oh. <laughs> she ah, walks in and Bros is like, ah, oh, god damn it, not this shit again. <laughs> Bros is like, don't. <laughs> I forgot the cut nice again. Thing, nice thing about being. Nice thing about being head of the FBI, I get four weeks of vacation, and I know when to take them. <laughs> um, yeah, they're driving over. They arrive at the farm, and they see that basically all burnt down, and there's no structures. And like, God damn it, this is the wrong farm. We should, never should have listened to Olivia. Um, Just the worst. Um, this is why we only which- listen to Astrid. None of us do our own work. <laughs> Just Astrid. Um, at which point we cut back to um, somewhere, um, who knows where this could be, um, where um, we see the actual procedure occurring because uh, our um, Professor McLennan has, um, has, you know, conveniently made a tube um, into his skull um, for the other guy. Yep, by himself um, and <laughs> for his free will. Yep, yep 100%. Yep. That's what happened. Per- perfectly enforced free will um and the other guy shows the port in the back of his skull that he's like you know i guess made um and they begin discussing marjorie and we see all of those happy memories that we were talking about and then also the box of of dead things all the memories the box of dead things that's that's interesting to film like just can you yeah. imagine being the uh, B team director who's like, okay, today we're going to film a bunch of weird flashback memories. Can you, uh, props team, I need a box of dead things. They're like, do you have can, to? Can you go, can to, the, just have can a you go to the butcher and get me a couple hooves? Um... You got a couple pugs at that butcher shop? 
Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> you should be. We're gonna reference but doesn't that pugs make, but all doesn't that make the now. statement so much? Does it make the does that make that statement so much better than just hugs not drugs? <laughs> We're only gonna talk about pugs this season. It's gonna be this season's thirty uh, year old man and a seventeen year old girl body. <laughs> hey kids, remember drugs not pugs until they fix the breed. That's also uh, fair. That snorting, yeah, that fair. snorting isn't cute. That snorting is your dog being unable to breathe because it's brachiophallic. Exactly. Um. <laughs> Yeah, uh, the dude's getting all the memories, and he's starting to feel emotions. And then, meanwhile, up top, Olivia and Lincoln are investigating, saying, hey, these are all different structures that have been burnt down since the uh, fire that decommissioned this farm or something. And then they find a hatch. And it's like, oh, look, this goes into a basement area. That might still exist. So let's let's go down there. Yeah, so it's um, Lincoln and Folivia up top investigating and Olivia goes downstairs. Nope, it is Lincoln and Olivia. Yeah. Folivia is somewhere else. Folivia um, at this knows point that has, he has gone. Lincoln knows that he has no shot with Folivia because in this universe Folivia is still with uh other dude, um, yeah. Frank. Um as we've also learned And also this no child, which is yes, a big does old not have X. a child. On my predictions. <laughs> I was Big wondering. X. I was wondering how long it would take you to realize Peter has been fully erased from the timeline, which means he never had sex with Folivia. I so how could the like, kids still exist? Because they were Literally. real. Listen, they were real wishy-washy about what Peter not being here has affected. Charlie, Charlie, it's it's really important to note um, that this this was airing on Fox. So the fact that there was a child and then the child didn't exist anymore was uh, that was groundbreaking <laughs> on Fox. <laughs> I really thought it was gonna be like, yeah, we just have this child for some reason. Like I thought it was that would be like some sort of weird like temporal leftover or something. Can, can, can we also point out um, that Fringe um, had a situation where an abortion was perfectly legitimate? And then they found a way around it. <laughs> what? That that happened last season. <laughs> it was. I mean, literally, she was going to die. Like she has exactly. a disease that would That's... kill her and her baby um, if it gets to like the third trimester. So. Uh, yeah, yeah, Nick has a point. <laughs> Nick does have a point. <laughs> we we completely missed that last last season. I think we uh, just didn't want to talk about it, Nick. Yeah, I feel like we didn't so much as skip like miss it as we did deliberately avoid it. That's, but that's no, fair. Nick's um, got to talk about it. <laughs> nope it's it's coming up. Uh, this this is this is the this is the bad Nick episode. <laughs> you mean every episode? <laughs> yes. Um. Oh God, where are we? Uh, Olivia and um, Lincoln Olivia, Olivia head and down. Lincoln pop in. <laughs> yeah, they head down. They find the woman who's still alive, and they're like, "Okay, phew, that's good." And they're looking around, and they find uh McKinley. Um, he's surprisingly enough still alive as well. Um. Yep. Um, the professor is still alive, just not looking super good right now. No big old hole drilled in the back of the skull. <laughs> Also, some like ice creeping out of it. Don't don't worry about yeah. that though. Yeah. Um, but the serial killer's nowhere to be seen. Oh no, where He's disappeared, is he? But he has all the memories now. Man, Olivia, yeah, best go into him. that room one over from the room they're in by herself without telling Lincoln. 
<laughs> oh, look, they, they found him. Wow, he was just right there. Oh, and my it, God, he has a gun. Turns out this answers He's... the question of nurture versus nature. It's nurture. Because uh, uh, even or the, at least it's a little bit of both. Even the uh, memories of the nurture have given this man emotions and morals, and he's like peace and shoots himself. Well, he's like, well, how could I fail in Marjorie? How could I do this? Essentially, well, well, no, he he knows what he's doing with these memories, and he's like, I took those memories from him, mm-hmm. um, and I'm irredeemable already, and I've now made him irredeemable. Um, oh God, what have I done? Yep, and then he offs himself. Yep. And uh, Olivia just got more reason to go to therapy, essentially. Yeah, but, uh, yeah, but I'm assuming she still doesn't trust therapists in this universe or in this no. timeline. Oh, 100%. No. <laughs> so uh, she but needs hey, it. Uh, <laughs> but hey, let's just cut to the hospital and get to the, you know, the, the after effects of uh, Professor McLennan having all of this stuff happen to him. Um, yeah, they're essentially, they're watching him recover. They're like, yeah, he should make a full recovery. Um, unfortunately, he has lost most of his memories about like his childhood there and also of the past week. So no worries about him ru- ruining and telling everyone about the other universe. Convenient. So, but, but also, yeah. he lost all of those memories about Marjorie. We've already asked him about that. So uh, except, I guess we gotta watch him for the rest of his life. Except for one. Except Olivia, for a statement. Uh, yeah, Olivia goes in and is like, Oh, hey, you done did good. You saved a bunch of people's lives. And he's like, oh, that's good. What about this Marjorie person you keep talking about? I don't Apparently remember I've her forgotten at all. Her. Yeah, and, and he's everything's like, been, oh. Everything's been pretty dark. Everything's been pretty dark recently. But he's, don't worry, because in the darkness, you can still step into the light. Or like you can always <laughs> step into the light out of yeah. the dark or something. And Olivia's like, huh, I guess uh, even though he doesn't remember who he learned it from, he still remembers the lessons he learned. Which I think we, is a we nice shouldn't we shouldn't statement. monitor him at all. Oh, still I'm monitor. Sure he's fine. Still, still he's that's, still on every that's, watch that's, list. That's, ever. that's what Broyles says later. Broyles like, listen, this this may sound a little bit a uh, little bit little bit weird, but I personally believe that some people leave marks on the soul. We don't have to watch this guy because of my beliefs. An indelible uh, mark marks. on your soul, an imprint that can never be erased. And we cut to Walter freaking out about the mirror band. (laughs) He's going to bed and the voice is like, Walter, talk to me. And he's like, who the fuck is it? And he's like, I'm right here. Can you help me? Walter, help me. Help me. Walter is super fucking freaking out. It's great when the B-plot is just Walter going insane for two episodes. I assume it's going to continue. Like, I don't like they're really playing this out for a while. What would you do if the whole season was Walter just slowly going insane? I don't know. And then David, David, what if instead season five was just actually Walter insane and it's just Walter in an insane asylum for an entire 13 episodes? It's like that one season of House. (laughs) He loves it so much he can't even speak. Yeah. We've broken him. Yeah, I don't like it. (laughs) I don't like it. Huh. See, so David, David, you want to know what's going to be amazing? One day we're going to do one of these, and what if season five is this, and it's going to be that? <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to remember it, so it's all good. It's it's important to note that one day we're going to do that to you, or you've already done it, <laughs> or we already have. Who knows? <laughs> um, um, the observer. Well, that's yeah, that's the episode we end on Walter 
thinking he is slowly going insane again. Um, the observer enters the recovery ward in the hospital after Olivia chats with the disoriented Professor McLennan, I believe at the end. And then the glyphs spell out limbus, which could either mean um, like the edge of your vision, I think, or the edge of your eye, or it is the medieval Latin for limbo, which is the afterlife where you weren't good, but you weren't bad, and you were just kind of eh. Or a philosopher, oh. according to Dante. All philosophers go to limbo. Yeah. I think that's fitting for Peter being sort of stuck wherever he is. Well, also the, also, the professor, both sides. Yes. Yeah. It, it's yeah, we're funny. seeing that narrow edge, essentially. Um, and they got to go under I, it, and they got to go, like, they're singing in the entire time. They're like, limbo, yeah. limbo. <laughs> Well, and I'm assu- I'm assuming that that's also referring to the fact that the the um, the professor at the end is now in limbo. There's uh, also an entire weird black and white scene where there's a small <laughs> child running away from a spider. Oh. <laughs> limbo, limbo. <laughs> All right, and hey, guess what? There's a previously. There's a there's a previously on. This isn't even clip. bad. No, this one isn't. Okay, what is it? All right, hit me. So. So, David, if you remember back to last episode, as I know you always do. Yeah, um, always. <laughs> um, if you think back to that final chase that we had, um, where uh, one of those fringe agents gets, like, fucked right beside a train. <laughs> oh, um, yeah, 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 yeah. And um, Lincoln's like, all right, I'll take care of him. Don't worry, Olivia. Just go alone and take out whoever that guy is. Um, if you look on the train behind, um, that rail that um, rail tanker um, has spray painted graffiti on it. What does that graffiti read? Brain freeze. Oh, that's pretty good. That's pretty good. I'll accept <laughs> yeah. that. It, it's all always... graffiti. The graffiti ones have been pretty good. Is yeah, what I'll say. I was gonna say all the graffiti um, this is the ones are fine. Graffiti one. <laughs> like that's pretty good because you can't misconstrue that as anything else because this is literally what happens in this episode. <laughs> There, there is in fact brain freeze occurring in this episode and graffiti is like you could like that could just be there or that's easy enough for them just to do day of so i yeah. could buy that they did this yes. <laughs> this one wasn't just done in post maybe <laughs> or just like something random that the people were misconstruing <laughs> <laughs> my favorite thing about these next episode clues is like most of the time when you're filming a season you don't film in order uh <laughs> no <laughs> Which is even better for the next episode clues, because <laughs> obviously you know what you know what the season's going to be in things. But it's like, all right, we got to stick this in, even though we're not going to film that episode for like four weeks. They should just do uh, them all in post. Come on. What if instead the next episode clues were just whatever, like like for a scene from whatever next episode they were filming, and it was just <laughs> random bullshit and just related. Like it was just like, oh yeah, no, this is when when we were filming things. We had the one day that was next episode clue day. Um, oh my god just next episode clue day <laughs> they're all just of a- other universe astrid saying something to camera <laughs> uh, anyways um uh, i believe I ratings? that's it ratings. Yeah, ratings. Ratings. we gotta do our ratings um I, I i like this episode i think this was a really good episode it's cool that we're getting more into the connected universes and them actually like working with each other to solve cases. 
um, we're starting to really get into like the cool thing about parallel universes, which is like, hey, we need to find a serial killer. Let's ask his parallel universe self. Um, so uh, I think like a yeah. four for me. Yeah, I'd agree with the four. It it's the best criminal minds that Fringe has gotten so far. Yeah, this episode genu- genuinely made me feel slightly uncomfortable at points. So well done, Fringe. Um, this wasn't even body horror that did it this time. Um, yeah. That's usually so, their yeah. go-to. This was this was <laughs> existential psychology, just kind of fucking with my day. Exactly. It was just great. <laughs> um, so yeah, uh, about a four for me as well. Um, yeah. Also on the uh, tickers of how many things David has gotten right in for this uh, for this season and how many he's gotten wrong. Um, baby, no exist. Um, we just watched Aww. the end of episode two. No Peter. Well, we get Peter's <laughs> voice. Oh, that's that sounds uh mm. We've gotten Peter's voice and we've gotten brief images of Peter. Yeah. But but not the two of those together. <laughs> yes. And we haven't yeah. heard the words Peter yet out of any main <laughs> cast member. <laughs> that's true. <laughs> we've had peter show up in some way shape or form david wait this episode was uh, written by the team that did uh the last sam weiss yes <laughs> oh no i gotta lower my rating <laughs> it's a two it's a two <laughs> i'm sorry the last sam weiss has, has retroactively lowered the rating of this episode as well of every um, episode written by those two <laughs> Um, but yeah um, I think that brings us to the end of our episode unless either David or Charlie wants to chime in with one last thing or one last argument to have uh, the um, opening is piss colored I would agree with that <laughs> very well that is the last word Nick, or, <laughs> Nick bring us out <laughs> excellent Nick, Nick gets the last word alright folks <laughs> Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening to this episode of Four Seasons in a Funeral. Um, we're into season four right now. Yay! One more episode of good, and then hopefully we survive in season five. Um, if you one enjoyed this episode, episode um, good. what? What? One more season of good. Don't worry about it. Wait, what? Uh, <laughs> now I'm worried. <laughs> Anyways, um. Uh, if you enjoyed this episode, uh, feel free to um, leave us a like or a comment uh, down on whatever podcatching service you happen to be watching us on. Uh, speaking of all those different podcatching services, we're on a bunch of them. Uh, if whichever one you're listening to, uh, to us on right now, you'd like uh, objectively dislike, so you want to find a different one. Uh, you can find us on like Spotify, um, Google Play podcast thing, whatever that one is, um, Apple Podcasts, um, whatever Amazon's one is. I'm sure if you tell Alexa to listen to Four Seasons in a Funeral, maybe they'll figure it out. Um, and yeah, all of those, plus our home on Podbean. Um, if you really enjoyed this episode and you want to reach out to us and like tell us something that's going on, uh, just like tweet at us at Forsap. Or uh, for longer things, you can also you know send us an email at forsaf at gmail dot com. Um, and yeah, uh, thanks for listening. Outro. The theme music for Four Seasons and a Funeral is Algorithms by Chad Crouch and is licensed under a attribution, non-commercial, 3.0 Creative Commons license.